Hello and welcome to another episode of Songwriting Idiots, the podcast where normally Ralph and I tackle a new genre and topic decided by you, the listener, and we write a song in that genre and topic. But as you may know, we are in a a season break between season one and season two, and we're using this time to talk to some very interesting people, aren't we, Ralph? Uh, yeah, absolutely, we are. We we thought we're going to have a nice little break here, you know, just relax, don't think about music for, for months, and it turns out <laughs> that doesn't quite work out. But luckily enough, we have our first of hopefully many interviews on this podcast today, and uh, our most honored guest today is Mirko. Hi, Mirko. Hi, thanks for having me. Well, thanks for being here. It's uh, We've been looking forward to this. So just very quickly before I kind of hand over, uh, Mirko is, would you call yourself an electronic music producer, Mirko? Is that a fair thing to say about no. you? No. What no. Do, what would you pr- <laughs> prefer <laughs> to be called? Um, I'm just a, you know, kind of audio nerd or something. I mean, you know, basically I, uh, I, I yeah, I just, as a self-trained audio nerd. <laughs> yeah, I know that you own a lot of old synthesizers, uh, especially, right, and uh, have an interesting way of, of working them. And uh, the reason why we came together now, or why it kind of made sense to come together, is that you have a new project going on that, that we will be on with this song. Do you want to tell us a bit about that and maybe everything else you do? Yeah, uh, certainly. Um, I'm doing music like... Um, yeah, mainly electronic music. I mean, I'm a classically uh, trained uh, piano player, but I never made up um, much of it and uh, concentrated on electronic music, on synthesizers and keyboards since early age, mm-hmm. uh, since I'm 14 or 15 years. Or, or so this was, uh, you know, the typical uh, the, the typical story. Got my first Ansonic ESQ-1 and a Porter Studio and uh, then from then, uh, it went downhill. And, uh, <laughs> <clears throat> and uh, yeah, and uh, in the meantime, I'm, um, uh, I'm working with other bands as well, producing uh, records and mainly mixing uh, songs, which I really enjoy. Uh, mixing and editing is really something that I really like. I think it's a, a very creative process while um, being, being with bands and with myself in the studio, fiddling on things is could be quite uh, tedious at times. Uh, I mean, I'm not sure I can relate, yeah, because uh, <laughs> Dan knows me very well. <laughs> I try to spend as little time as possible in my digital audio workstation. <laughs> and, and I, I spend do... <laughs> as much as I possibly can there, actually. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, on, oh, okay. I'm on the Mirko side of things. I, I think it's a really creative... Pre- in fact, for me, the creative process really starts then more than anything else. Like, of course, you have to come up with the music, but then it's it's often when I'm when I'm mixing or editing, then I get an idea, right? And then the song can often take over a whole new life just through one idea that I get in in that stage of the of the creative process. Mm, it does exactly. But Mirko, your project, tell us about that. We're very very curious. Yeah. Um... Recently, I was working on a on a solo project called Koja, and I produced two albums, and then I ran out of words. Really, I really had everything uh, 
everything I wanted to say was said uh, by the release of Hard Copy in 2012. And then I um, had this other project with uh, Christopher Grunau, which uh, is called Travel, which is only experimental stuff um, uh, uh, record recorded and uh, performed on location. And then from then, from, from that uh, project, we went into another project called Derivat. And now we have a, deriv a Derivat break. And... I formed user to bridge the time. And with user, um, I thought it was a good idea again to play anything live. I mean, you know, to you know, give yourself some rules. It's fun. Um, and so um, I got this very nice uh, refurbished synthesizers here. Um, old uh, vintage uh, stuff and drum, drum machines. I really love drum machines, really. They're very um, cool, aren't they? Mirko, I have a quick question here, actually. H how how many do you have? Do you know? Or are they too many I, to I count? know much. <laughs> no, I I, uh, I I can tell you all, every, uh, all the equipment that I have standing here is, uh, um, is CR78 by Roland and a TR808-909-707-727. And uh, I got a system. Sounds 100. like an aeroplane. <laughs> but that is, that is the classic 808, though, right? I mean, it's just a long word for the Roland 808. Or yes. Am I completely wrong? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's the TR 808. Um, and you, you hear it on my song. And um, there is a uh, System 100 by Roland. Uh, it breaks down once in a while, uh, but, it's, <laughs> but it does nice stuff when it breaks down, especially when you play it. Um, then I got a, a refurbished Moog Prodigy, which I love and I always use. And uh, yes, and I got a Pro One, uh, and I used it uh, the first time on this track that the two of you um, have remixed. And then there is a digital synth, which is still my ESQ One. I still it still survived, uh, and I got a nice, a nice, beautiful ASR10 sampler by Ansonic, which I refurbished and updated, um, which uh, now uses uh, as a uh, as a hard drive or as a mass storage uh, an SD card. Hmm, and um, yeah, yeah, and uh, I worked. Um, I'm still now. I worked. I still work with uh, Pro Tools on the uh, uh, digital on the on the uh, in the digital realm. But I'm also really used to work with 24 track tape machines. Um, oh, cool. I did this. Uh, I did this until 2011. I, j I just I just love it. You know, I just love, uh, especially also the errors. Everything that w goes wrong with <laughs> these tape machines is fun. Ah. And the people talk about the saturation from the tape, right? So that, that, that there is a thing there. But now you already mentioned yeah. that we were remixing or, or mixing uh, your song. So that kind of leads us over. So what is the idea with your current project that the two songs we're going to listen to now are, are related to or part of? User is really... Um yeah, as I said, I play everything live, track by track, layer by layer. Sometimes I'm overdubbing myself twice or three times, especially with the monophonic synths, uh, where you need to play, you know, things twice or thrice. Uh, form a chord. Have, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have to form a chord. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and um, it's, you know, it's an instrumental project using samples from movies that I adore or uh, people that say something intelligent. Uh, and, uh, and I like um, 
And uh, I, the idea, the basic idea is to release a digital single every uh, month, um, starting with uh, next Friday, uh, the permanent departure. Uh, we are recording uh, full disclosure here in January, so we're talking about the January release. Yes. Well, this show comes out in March, so you can already listen to two of them, everyone out there. Yes, the exactly. Yeah. Yes. And the, the song we're... Um, The, the three of us are working on is called Particles of Fraud, which is coming a bit late because uh, the inauguration has already um, <laughs> been uh, done. But you know, um, we are but, all about uh, history on, on, on this show, so that's perfect. <laughs> are we? Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> And don't tell me I wasted six years of my studies, Dan. Don't you say that, okay? It hurts. You definitely didn't, Ralph. I promise you. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, I think with that, we have a, a good idea to start with. As you know, probably, Mirko, and, and we want you, we like to have a drink uh, when we start listening yes. to the songs. So, uh, what did you bring to the table tonight? I already heard it's something, something quite nice. Yeah, it's something uh, uh, American to celebrate Particles of Fraud and Jake Tapper, mm -hmm. who guessed it on uh, my track. Um, it's an A&W root beer Beautiful. cooled uh, to uh, approximately 38 degrees Fahrenheit. So, <laughs> which, is the, oh, which is the only measurement system we use. Absolutely. 32 <laughs> degrees, I think, is freezing. Is that right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, very good. I know it from country songs. They talk about it a lot. My heart dropped to 32 degrees. <laughs> so I think we both have the same beer, right, Dan? Since we are basically... Funny story, we are at Dan's flat right now, but since we're recording this remotely and we also want to hear everything remotely and on two different systems, we're actually using two rooms and two computers. <laughs> we're in two separate rooms, two mics, two computers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I miss you, Ralph. I miss you. It's all due to the pandemic. <laughs> It must be, yeah. We are, we are so super careful. I'm staying here, but... Uh, we're socially we're distancing, though. Social distancing, yeah. <laughs> Ralph's only allowed to use the bathroom, that's it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't leave the room for months. So we are drinking today uh, the uh, a beer that we often drink actually now it's 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 called Hirta um, and it's the it's the the beer that likes to tell us it's a real beer on the label it literally says real beer in German on it just, just in case you're confused yeah very good very good uh, they should sponsor us we talk about them a lot but maybe one day maybe one day all right I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and open mine I'm me too waiting. cheers everybody cheers okay cheers ah oh that can sounded amazing. Yeah, it's already it's already makes a good sample. <laughs> True. Um, so Mirko, mm -hmm. it, can you can you tell us uh, just maybe two things that we should particularly listen out for uh, before we listen to your song? Two maybe two elements or two things that you're particularly proud of. Yeah, I love the uh, uh, the first first time I used my refurbished Pro One. And it worked, and I love the sound I produced on it, and it's in this uh, part which I would call the chorus, uh, which of course isn't one because Trump is talking in that yeah, one. I just but, wanted to say um, it, it's, I, uh, it's a rigged system we're talking about, right? Yes, mm -hmm. yes, yes, yes. Which, just for the record, it is not. <laughs> it is not. It ain't. Um, 
and I, um, you know, I spent a lot of time repairing this machine, and I needed a lot of uh, expertise and help from uh, engineer friends and uh, uh, electronic friends. I mean, not friends that are electronic, but who know <laughs> how to how, how to work these things. And uh, it actually was the first sound. I produced on that one, and uh, it worked. It didn't fail. It uh, the tuning was uh, perfect. Uh, can't say anything. Uh, I could say I could say a lot about tuning when it comes to the prodigy, but um, yeah. And uh, the other thing is that uh, I got uh, Jake uh, Jake's uh, blessing. Oh, that's a very yeah, that's track. a very important and amazing story. Can you take a, take us back? So you wanted to use Jake Tapper's basically announcement or like newscast whatever yeah i'm a i'm a regular listener um to his show um state of the union and i think he is uh, um he's a great journalist and um you know i just i just uh, followed him for for many years now and um then there was this one show which was I guess December fourth or something on or, or November end of November or so. I think it was end of November, and then um, there was the this moment when uh, Giuliani uh, went to the gardening and uh, <laughs> total. Landscaping. I mean to the gardeners, <laughs> and um, and uh, Jacker, uh, Jake Tapper really uh, commented on 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 that event and the. You know, the way he spoke about it um, laconically <laughs> yeah. was such an, such an inspiration for me that I wanted to use that. And I, um, at the same time, I had already this drum beat on my TR-808 and on the CR-78, both Roland machines, which break down once in a while. That's what they need to do because they're aged. And, um, and then uh, I just uh, took this comment and ripped it apart a bit i mean i you know to put some things uh, out of it uh, out which were like filling words and uh, to have a consistent a consistent phrase and consistent text and then i i put that on this machine beat and i thought jake you're rapping it's great, and what you say is is perfect, and the way you do it is perfect because there w was very little editing inv involved. He already it was like you know putting it in, and it worked. And um, Jake Rapper rather than Jake Tapper. Yeah, oh God. And then you basically <laughs> reached out to him, right? So that's that's basically the story. You just said, "Hey, hey, Jake, uh, can we <laughs> yeah, use? Can I, I use uh, this?" I I I I, uh, I put out this uh, Twitter message. And I uh, addressed it to him with uh, this ad symbol, you know. And um, then uh, there came this answer, which I didn't really expect. <laughs> yeah. And and um, uh, yeah, and then he gave me his blessing. He was just asking, "What are you doing?" And I said, "Yeah, I took some uh, comment of you from this and that show." And um, then he was like, "Yeah, uh, you may use it in that context that you um, described, but uh, I've one condition: uh, I wanted to be accredited as a, a lyrics writer." That's amazing, <laughs> and of course you got that. That's amazing. So take so up a cool. big shout out. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> 
But actually, it's not the fir- it's not the first time that things like these happen because Christopher and me, um, when we take samples from living persons, we always contact them. We think it's fair, and um, we we do it for ten years now, and um, and uh, uh, we we think you know people should decide if they want to be put into another context, and. We think it's just fair, and um, and of course, you know, we love it. I mean, it's 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 great to have these people around, which you know, talk anything else uh, but bullshit. <laughs> so, unlike <yeah>. us, <laughs> yeah, very much unlike us. But with that, I think we are now ready to just listen to to your song, "Particle of Particles of Fraud," and uh, well, everyone out there, enjoy. For anyone who's been paying attention for the last five years, President Trump's refusal to acknowledge that he lost the election and his refusal to concede graciously was completely expected. Republican officials have been complicit in the indecent behavior the president has subjected the nation to for the last five years. The lies, the cruelty, the inadequate handling of the coronavirus pandemic. 237,000 lives in the United States, a number that continues to grow. They no longer have to behave this way, Republican leaders, but right now many of them are either A, going along with this fiction that there's any credible evidence of election fraud, or B, they're issuing mealy-mouthed statements about how the president has every right to seek his day in court for any legitimate claim, even though they know there are no legitimate claims. So why? 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 Right now, the majority of Republicans in Washington, they're not on planet Earth. Planet Earth. Planet Earth. Planet Earth. They're with these guys. These guys. Do you know what this is? This is a press conference held by Rudy Giuliani and the rest of the president's legal team yesterday. Wild, completely unsubstantiated allegations about voter fraud. Voter fraud. Voter fraud. Voter fraud. Now, originally the president billed this press conference as taking place at the Four Seasons Hotel in downtown Philadelphia. But it actually ended up being held in the back of Four Seasons Total Landscaping. No relation to the hotel. Very far from the center of Philadelphia. Next to Fantasy Island Adult Books across from the Delaware Valley Cremation Center. Senators, senators, you have not condemned. 
condemn this language or these actions. This has to stop. We need you to step up, and if you're going to take a position of leadership, show some. Show some. Show some. Stop inspiring people to commit potential acts of violence. And someone's going to get hurt. Someone's going to get shot. Someone's going to get killed. Killed. Well, what a treat for the ears that was. <laughs> I really, really, really enjoyed it. And uh, it's been really interesting talking to you about it whilst we were listening to it, Mirko, as well. You were giving us kind of a, a running commentary as we were listening to it, which is really fascinating. Um, my my first question to you is, what was your actual process when you made this song? Because there's so many elements in it. And as you've told us before you kind of did the vast majority of them live. So what, when you were kind of writing this song, what was your what was kind of step one? What was step two? How did you build it up? As I said, I, um, I programmed the, the, the drums first. I um, Generally, I love um, playing um, uh, programming drums. I also use the uh, Machine uh, a lot, but not on this one, not on user, on other projects. And... Um, then uh, Jake came in, and then from then it just you know fell together. It took like one one afternoon or oh, something. Isn't it nice when that happens? 
Yeah, but it's it's always the way I work. I mean, um, also when I mix uh, songs, uh, it it really just you know I need this you know magic moment or something, and then it just you know bang 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 everything comes together. And uh, when this um, when Jake was put in place and um, and it just uh, you know fit like a glove, Taylor made over this um, this uh, drum pattern. Uh, then I started to uh, find sounds which uh, f- fit to this, uh, you know, to this mood that I wanted to create, and uh, it, it, you know, it just happened. It just uh, came came all together. It took like like six through eight hours or something. The mixing was much more long, uh, much longer because uh, uh, the DP4 and the uh, tape delay uh, they would fail, and then I n- needed to redo that, and um, mm-hmm. yeah. It took much longer. But it's actually interesting that you say, like, writing or, or, I guess, arranging or whatever you want to call it, went this quickly. Because, to me, it's an interesting song in, 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 the, in, in the way that it's quite abstract in many ways. You know, it's quite, I don't know, for lack of a better word, quite a intelligent song. You know, it's, it, it's not, a, not, your, not your average pop tune. But at the same time, in, in that little time, you know, if you say you spend, like, an afternoon, you manage to get some really, really catchy elements in there. You know, like... There's this, and I said it when it was playing. You know, the, the Mook Prodigy, the it's like it's it's it nails itself into your head, and it just stays there forever. And also, the it's just um, there, there's some interesting, really poppy elements where, where I'm really surprised to hear that you can actually that he pulled them off in like a couple of hours. So that's I find find mm. really cool. Actually, it's it's a, it's a nice mix that way. You know, even though I'm I'm a classically um, trained piano player. I mean, you know, I stopped uh, having lessons since uh, since I since I'd been twenty two or something. Um, but I, uh, as a as a ju- juvenile, it's a nice word. As a juvenile person, I um, I I didn't like to play Bach. I always loved to play Ligeti. I loved playing Ligeti and uh, and Steve Reich uh, because. Um, I found something very interesting in sound and 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 monotony. You know, I love loops, and uh, maybe it's coming from there. And you know, my foster parents exposed me to their just fantastic record collection, and uh, uh, which uh, what what still sticks with me today is Can this German band Can. Um, their their experimental spirit is still you know. It, uh, it, uh, it influenced me a lot. And, uh, and um, so maybe it's from there. You know, I also love what Talk Talk did, even, uh, even the It's My Life period, mm, okay. but also through to uh, Spirit, Spirit of Eden. I just um, got this um, fantastic book about Talk Talk uh, for Christmas. And uh, so this is why you know, it's lying <laughs> around here. And, uh, <laughs> and maybe, you know, maybe it's just, you know, the influence from, from this from from all sides and uh, and maybe this is why why it happens i mean you know the love for sound but also for that what you ralph call um catchy catchy elements which i really like thank you very much that's a compliment and you will hear those elements come up in our song too in in our remix because they were by, by far our favorite elements i would say ralph right yeah i mean we are kind of you know if you if you drop names like ligeti i i 
I know Ligeti, but I couldn't tell you, you know. I know he, he you know, I, I'm uneducated like that. Huh. Some sort of modern classical. Uh, it's all right. <laughs> but, you know, uh, that's why I kind of tend to to um, appreciate the popular side of things. Um, I always find it interesting. And and I think your song is, is a great example of that. But you can find many modern artists in many different genres who do that really nicely. And it's one of the reasons, for example, why I also love country music is uh, this kind of way to bring in a very, very, as it sticks in your head melody in mm-hmm. a song that actually tells a bigger story. You know, in country that might be lyric-wise, but your song does it in a very different way. It, it kind of has this political side of it, of course. It has the uh, technological almost side of it. You know, the, this kind of very traditional yet interestingly used old synthesizers and that kind of form layers. But then you still have these elements that kind of just grab your attention, right? And and that is something that I always find fascinating in in any music. I have a question for the two for the two of you. Go for it. Um, or Dan, you uh, would you like to come first? Uh, uh, I I always come. He always does. <laughs> Oh, now we're being oh, juvenile. We're being juvenile again. <laughs> um, sorry for uh, using that word. I'm not going to no, edit no. any of this out. Yeah, good. Uh, no, Mirko, please. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sat here on pins and needles waiting for your question. So it's, it's rare that, that we get asked questions. So go for it. Okay. Um, how was your um what was your internal uh, reaction when i asked you to remix that song fear i think that's the i think you haven't <laughs> i think i think you haven't heard it um fear pure fear no it was uh it was because uh we so i so neither ralph or myself have ever remixed anything that was the it was it was a big step into the unknown and I think that's that's why this was such a, at the first step, intimidating project because it's so, I mean, I, I think the song is great and it has so many awesome elements. And to remix a song like that, because when I think of remixes, I think of kind of the remixes that I hear on the radio of where people take a pop song and they just turn it into a slightly different pop song right or in a dance and yeah, more dancey yeah like, more dancey uh, uh, or or a, or a kind of a guitar based song that you can then dance to in a club and uh with your song it's it's already fairly alternative and therefore to remix it in the in the sense of me thinking of remixing as as turning it into a more danceable version that 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 was that's something I, that was something I, I i certainly i had to get over and then um talking to ralph about it as well you know it's you know we we create songs from scratch and to take something that someone's already created and to make something new out of it is a whole different ball game um and uh was was very enjoyable because it forced you to think very much outside of your normal box right you know, I think uh, more of um, uh, of remodeling the track. You know, uh, this is this is why I gave you carte blanche. You know, I, I just wanted you to um, to give it a new a new twisted side. You know, and that that was really what made it a bit easier for me. I'm not sure if you would agree, Dan. This this carte blanche really made yes. the entire thing a lot more open for us. So we knew, okay, we can 
we can be free in what we want to do. You know, it doesn't have to be a traditional remix. Yeah, that's the rule. That's the rule. You you need it. You need to be free. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And um, so we were. I was very glad about this, and I'm sure Dan was as well. And it it really opened up possibilities. And I guess with that, we're already kind of moving into into our song a little bit, right? So um, maybe for the listeners. So Mirko, you have not heard our uh, quote unquote remix yet. No, the big surprise. So uh, let me maybe uh, before we start. So um, a few words. Um, I take a sip. <laughs> take a sip, Dan. Do you, do you want to do the honor? Do you want to? Sure. Give us a short introduction to the song. So just so that you're not totally kind of you know blown away off of your chair. Um, this <laughs> is uh, th so we Ralph and I had a chat and uh, we thought okay. What genres do do we like and what can we bring to this song that is totally different? And uh, the second kind of discussion that we had was what elements of this song do we absolutely love and we have to keep in some form? And we, we, we literally sat down together with a pen and a piece of paper and we listened to the song several times and we both wrote down our thoughts, our feelings, our ideas... And then we kind of discussed them. And what, what actually came out was a merging of all of them together. And as you'll hear, it's kind of a song in two parts. Um, <laughs> uh, two very distinct musical styles that have absolutely nothing or very little to do with your original song. Um, Fantastic. Uh, I, I, I will also say that, that, there's, just, that there's some real some real audio instruments in there and there's also some digital instruments in there so we kind of mixed the the kind of analog and the digital if you like in that sense um and mm -hmm. yeah i don't want to say too much more ralph anything from your side i i, I think not just hold your ears <laughs> okay then um, i'm starting to write down uh, my questions <laughs> oh yeah please and uh here comes our remix Go. Fall. Fall. 
This is a press conference. Do you know what this is? Four seasons total landscaping. Someone's gonna get hurt. Someone's gonna get shot. Someone's gonna get killed. Hurt, shot, killed. I'm terrified. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's fantastic. Oh, I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> who, who, who did the vocals? Who did the vocals? Me, me, I did the vocals. And my throat still still aches. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe that was inspired because Ralph and me were um, recently typing a, um, about a napalm death. We did, yeah. Uh, I, I, so I realized if you're into napalm death... You probably don't mind some death metal either. So, <laughs> I was um, actually, you know, when it started, I thought, oh, my God, this is much better than what I brought to the table. And then <laughs> um, this this thought expanded to a, a quote, um, which I'd like to quote <laughs> from um, um, Colin, Colin Newman of Wire. Uh, when he were when he was talking about producing their first album Pink Flag in '77, uh, said like we were doing guitars and lots of them. <laughs> it's, it's 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 fantastic, really. I'm I'm just, I'm flabbergasted. You know, I I'm uh, I'm not releasing my single. Um, I'm releasing only yours. <laughs> it's fantastic. <laughs> And I okay, really, so. I really enjoyed what you did, what you did with, to the samples and how you re, yeah, it's just in the in, in the best uh, sense of the word, remodeled them. And it's worth saying, even though no one understands the lyrics ever, no one will ever understand the lyrics, but they are all just taken from the song, so we didn't write anything. Yeah, so I we got just, that. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. So maybe we can. Maybe we well. I'm I'm very happy you think that. Um, it's uh. It, maybe it's worth us kind of I walking it. through how. We, <laughs> yes. Uh, maybe we, maybe we can walk you through how how we came about it. Would you Would you like to hear how yes. this how this monster of a song kind of appeared? <laughs> and it is a monster. <laughs> Go for it. Who who did who did the drums? Uh, the drums are all digital, my friend, and I think they're. With a, I mean, Dan, you you went into it them a little bit, but you, you started with a preset, right? I did. Yeah. Well, I, I I used this wonderful this wonderful feature on Logic called Drummer, and you can select essentially your style, 
and then uh, you can then choose like a a person. Each person has a different kind of style of that particular style. So it could be rock, and there's one drummer that does you know more roots rock, one that does more alternative rock, etc. And um, then within that, you can start playing with the various patterns. And there are a couple of presets, and then you can kind of quite intuitively move things around so that you come up with a I with see. a cool with a with a you know a very cool thing because obviously we have essentially two we have two different drum kits as well right we have the the um the the rock metal kit right and then we have the the digital 808 kit actually um so uh that was fun to play with ah, and i was wondering mm, yeah it's a, it's okay. a recreation yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a recreation. Yeah, yeah. So we went digital where you went analog. We did the same thing, but just digital because we, we, so I, I unfortunately don't have an 808 machine, which would be very cool, uh, but I don't. So I had to use the, the, the digital recreation to come up with the, with the two different drums that we, that you hear in the song. And mm-hmm. basically to start with, it, it was really fun for me. You know, I, I'm kind of a the theory nerd among the two of us, I guess, a bit more. And I, one evening when Dan was already, you know, he was working a lot and a bit tired, I sat down with your song and I first kind of transcribed the entire thing, right? So I, I realized, okay, what is what key are we in and uh, what are the lines? And it took me a while to realize, okay, we're in E flat, but there's a C natural, so probably we're in Dorian. And then I just started fooling around with that, right? I was like, okay, calling an E flat scale and uh, play the C. And I really tried hard. We were talking about this beforehand with, with Dan, that we would like to take this into kind of an 80s direction. And I was like, yeah, okay, what can I do about that? And I was fooling around, and all I could actually play was like kind of these thrash metal chords. <laughs> and I was like, well, you know, technically thrash metal is 80s. Okay. Um, so I kind of just then moved. Sort of, yes. Sort of, I mean, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I, I kind of then moved to kind of just taking your, your main chord that you are usually lingering on and, and playing that forever and then just adding some 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 extra embellishments and uh, also you know I'm playing the C diminished and and all uh, all the crazy shit and uh came up with that and I I, I then asked Dan like Dan um so about the 80s thing I just wrote a metal song <laughs> and he was like yeah sure I can and, live uh, with he that he went from there <laughs> <laughs> and uh so we we actually recorded Ralph's guitars first uh all of them played on your trusty steed right Ralph <laughs> on my telecaster <laughs> it's ridiculous no yeah you're not serious yeah, it's, it's a, a telecaster it's yeah, all a not... telecaster yeah what amp did you use a digital simulation my friend <laughs> it's 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 a uh, uh a mesa boogie um kind of simulation yeah Mock-up. Yeah, it's a mock-up. Okay, uh, because I was wondering about the artifacts, because I heard a lot of artifacts. Yeah, yeah that's where they come from. I was uh, yep. wondering, how huh, are these... Ah, okay. <laughs> exactly. And then, so we we recorded the, your various parts, right, Ralph? You did the, 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 the intro line, which is a throw to the to one of the synth lines in the in the original songs, right? And then and then we did the the kind of nominal verse and then the chorus and then a few extra bits, and then the solo towards the end. And then Ralph buggered off. <laughs> I just left. <laughs> he, 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 he traveled uh, back to his hometown, essentially, uh, and uh, left me <laughs> to, to do everything else. 
<laughs> you left you in a lurch. Yep. Uh, which is which was fine because the 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 you know all, all all of his bits were done and I had to think okay it was it's a bit like a puzzle right I was like okay well this could be this and this could mm-hmm. be this and we also wanted to try and give it a, a more standard structure so kind of a slightly clearer verse chorus verse b- breakdown <laughs> outro right yeah uh, which we we tried to make it a little bit more. I would say standard in that sense, and uh, so trying to fit all the pieces around that was was a bit of a puzzle. Uh, but where I really came in was uh, in the kind of second half of the song, where the kind of very clear electronic breakdown happens, and the guitars tend to sort of fade away, and um, more of your elements come in. Actually, Mirko, so what what I did was I took my favorite elements from your song, and I. Um, I sampled them and kind of played them on my on my on my keyboard and added a few more effects to them. That's... One of my favorite things was your your um your arpeggioed notes that you played on that was it the Pro 1 that you did the yes. these kind of synth yes these these arpeggiated ones. I kind of turned that into my bassline a little bit um and played that on my on my keyboard and then I obviously took the kind of original um uh, Moog sound, the do 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 doom, that that stayed basically as it was, and then the the sine wave, I passed through a filter and also played that on my on my keyboard. I sampled that so I could play with the rhythm a little bit, um, and had a lot of yes. fun with that. And um, yeah, <laughs> this happened, <laughs> and we also, of course, added. Um, Added a few effects to the vocals of Mr. Tapper. Yeah, I I, I heard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I I modulated his voice and made it like those kind of um, interviews that you see on TV where people want to disguise their voice, right? <laughs> uh, where they want to <laughs> yeah, stay anonymous. Yeah, yeah. That's what I did to his voice, essentially. Yeah, fun thing. Yeah, it was it was it was pretty fun and just made it a bit different. I was I was tempted to to kind of play with a little bit of like auto tune and decided against it. I thought I'll just make him sound just a bit odd. And uh then uh we thought it would be really fun at the end to kind of merge both elements back together again. So there's a guitar solo over the your kind of synth or the synth that 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 I've modulated and played around with. And then um, there's also a, a synth solo after the guitar solo with the guitars in the background, and then it just kind of abruptly ends. So that that was kind of our process to to get where we got to. And are the two of you happy with it? Yeah, I'm. I have to say, I'm I'm, I'm quite happy with it. It's um, it was most of all, and I mean that's my number one qualifier for anything, right? If it's fun doing, it's probably it's worth it. I had a lot of fun doing it. Um, I never play metal, so I, I was playing the guitar and I was singing, so I enjoyed that. And I think, in a weird way, it still feels like Particles of Fraud, even though it's very different. And if that's the baseline, I'm happy with it. I think, uh, considering the time we put in, which since we didn't have that much time, or I, I'm I'm very happy with how it turned out. You done? Same for me. Yeah, same for me. It's um. Once the puzzle came together, then the flow began. If you know what I mean, it the yes. the first part was was 
was more like work, right? And it's the part that you have to push through in, in this case. Um, you mentioned earlier on that you kind of got into the flow straight away and you really went with it. And I love when that happens. And sometimes it takes just a little bit longer till you get to that stage. And so I, I, I had to play around with it a bit. And then at just some point I was like, okay, I think I got this. And then um, everything fell into place after that. And it became a very, very enjoyable experience after that uh, to... Mm-hmm. create something that is that is you know a bit weird <laughs> but really it was really really fun I, I have to say and I I'm very grateful that you gave us the opportunity to do this uh, our first time uh, and uh, I hope it is the first of many <laughs> yeah I do as well no what I really what I really enjoy about your remix is uh, the irony. I really and uh, from the from the first second, I had the feeling ah, they understood the irony, and uh, um, and you know the 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 complete weirdness of of the situation. Um, you know, sometimes uh, I guess uh, uh, Ralph, you would agree, um, our brain. It's constructed in a way that when, you know, things are really, really dangerous and very, very strange and hard to handle, that our, you know, that we tend to to just survive it, uh, escape into uh, irony. And uh, and I had the feeling that um, that this, that your remodeled version really brings this across, that, you know, this is, this is so crazy. The situation is so weird. Uh, what 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 would you see? What we'd seen the uh, the last months, and it was terrible, and especially culminating uh, into this uh, event uh, at the Capitol. Uh, that uh, that you know the one way to deal with it is to just you know yeah I I, I don't want to say I'm I don't want to say make fun of it, but. Um, yeah, to to give it some to give it some irony to yeah. just you know survive. Yeah, it's this fine line, right? It's um, and you talked about this beforehand when we were in touch, right? That, and I completely get it. You know, at 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 one moment, it's just really liberating to apply a certain humor or a certain dark irony to to a situation like what we have experienced in the in the U.S., especially in the couple, last couple of months. And on the other hand, it's also always this this balancing act that you also don't want to repeat the things that those horrible people have said, right? So you, I know that you started with a bit more of uh, of Trump actually in the song, and then decided yes. to have less of him, and and it's always this this balancing act, right? And you, and and in the end, it's always just a process within us trying to make sense of a situation, both intellectually and and more importantly, maybe emotionally and uh to to process things and we i assume subconsciously did a similar thing we were like you know this is madness let's give it madness right we didn't make it a a a a slow ballad right it wasn't a miserable song we we thought we would use almost like high energy to create the sense of irony like you said because it's one of the only ways that you can deal with this stuff in a positive way, right? Is to essentially say, look how ridiculous this is and let's make sure this ridiculousness doesn't happen again. Well, this is uh, the major reason why I removed Trump, uh, uh, you know, always a bit more, you know, from mix to mix. I, I always took away more parts until I ended up with this rigged, rigged, rigged stuff. And 
I just thought, yeah, it's so you got only these few words and you're making a mockery of yourself. So so here you got it. Mm, yeah, I think that's really worked out. Okay, so um, on this dark note, <laughs> we have to point out <laughs> that uh, nevertheless, all you people out there, um, you can listen to this song now. Mikko, you want to tell us where this, both versions, and also your first EP and 10, 10 more to follow in this year, right, uh, can be found and yes. people can listen. Uh, EP number three is already uh, has already finished this weekend. Oh right! Um, yes, um, uh, it will be uh, released digitally on our uh, labels website, datafarmmusic.com. This is the only place where you can buy high resolution FLAC files in ninety six twenty four um, uh, resolution. Link in the show notes, of course. E yes, um, and. Um, You could, uh, of course, also listen to it on uh, Apple Music and Spotify and whatever have you, Deezer, and more and more outlets. We'll put some links for sure in, in the show notes, both to your website and to the main services, I guess. So please take a listen, uh, follow, and I don't know what you can do on all these platforms. So, yeah, I <laughs> it. Yeah, and I think all that remains to be said is, is thank you very much for joining Mirko, it's been an absolute yeah, pleasure you. to have you on the show. Um, yeah, thank you very much for having me again. <laughs> you're, you're 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 more than welcome, and and it's been fascinating to to dive into the world of analog rather than digital for a change. And that leads me nicely over to all our listeners. You know, we are still in between seasons now, but we will be back in May, and until then, you can also expect more in interviews hopefully at least two more and uh yeah so subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening on spotify or anywhere else and you can follow us on instagram songwriting idiots and uh find out more about us on songwritingidiots.com so i think that's everything from our side dan have i forgotten anything uh just about what a great songwriter i am <laughs> and dan is the best songwriter in the world <laughs> thank you perfect Perfect. <laughs> He and, is. And see you very, very soon. G Mate is always very advanced. Go ahead, Mirko. Go, please go ahead. Are you eating? <laughs> I just had a mouthful of bread. <laughs> <Wow>. Horrible. <laughs> uh. Nom, 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 nom.